Freimeyer talked me up a little bit, a little too much. Bottom line, uh, thank you for inviting me here. I'm honored. Thank you all that are here today to hear me share with you. Pray with me real quick, okay? Father, you are here. You are always here, anticipating our arrival. Now, we are here to commune with you, to be with you, to know you. May we be here together. Amen. So I can relate to Philip. Jesus is playing games. He is speaking in riddles. He is unclear and convoluted. His diction is absolutely exhausting, and Philip has just about had it. Philip is one of three characters in this section of John's gospel. Scholars refer to as the farewell discourse. Yes, Dr. Miller, I studied for this. (laughs) Simon Peter, Thomas, and Philip. At the end of chapter 13, Jesus starts to speak of his departure by saying to his disciples, you've heard me say to the Jews, now I say to you, where I go, you cannot come. And Simon doesn't like this. He's kind of confused by it. So he starts to ask Jesus some questions. Where are you going, Jesus? I want to go. And then Jesus says, well, you can't follow me now, but you're going to follow me after. Well, Jesus, you just contradicted yourself. You said we couldn't come. Well, why can't I follow you now, says Peter? I'll lay my life down for you. And Jesus says, eh, no, you're not, Peter. You're going to deny me three times before the cock crows. And Peter's confused because Jesus is talking about birds. <laughs> Jesus is talking about roosters. And Simon's thinking, are there roosters where you were going, Jesus? Are you going to a farm? Is that where you're going, Jesus? So then he moves in an attempt to try to encourage his disciples because he can sense they're in despair. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions, many rooms, many dwelling places. I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you can be with me. I thought you said we couldn't come, and now you're coming to get us. And what do you mean by your Father's house? You're talking about the temple? Because I didn't know we can live there. Are you referring to heaven? You've spoken about that several times. You said that's where you came from? Is that where you're going? Or are you referring metaphorically to first century Palestinian patriarchal households? What are you talking about, Jesus? We don't understand you. And so then Jesus says, well, you know the way where I'm going. I thought you said you were going to pick us up. Now we got to hop in the church van to go find you. So here's where Thomas chimes in. We don't even know where you're going. How can we know the way? And then Jesus launches into this cacophony of verbal tenses regarding knowing him and seeing him and knowing the Father and seeing the Father. You do it now, it's later. And here's where Philip chimes in. And I can relate to Philip. In my own paraphrase, stop it, Jesus. Cut it out. You're speaking in riddles. You are playing games. You are unclear and convoluted. Make it crisp. Make it understandable. Show us the Father. And then we will be satisfied. So how does Jesus respond? 
Well, he appeals to Philip's experience with Jesus. Philip, have I not been with you the whole time, and yet you still don't know me? See, Philip's been around since the beginning. Philip was one of the first disciples that Jesus called. Jesus found Philip, called him by name, and said, follow me. Philip, in turn, found Nathanael, said, come and see. We found the Messiah, Jesus, son of Joseph of Nazareth. Philip was at the wedding of Cana in Galilee, saw Jesus turn water into wine, manifested his glory, and Philip believed in him. Philip was there. Philip saw Jesus cleanse the temple during the Passover feast. Quite a spectacle. Philip was there. He saw that. Philip was in the Judean countryside out baptizing John the Baptist when Jesus' disciples were everly increasing. Philip was there. Philip followed Jesus into Samaria, hostile territory, and saw a revival break out amongst the Samaritans. Philip was there. Philip saw Jesus heal the official son from a distance with a word. Philip saw that. He was there. Philip saw Jesus heal a paralytic man of 38 years. Philip was the one that Jesus toyed with and tested before he fed over 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. Philip was there. He saw it all. He picked up the leftovers. Philip saw Jesus walk on water. Philip saw Jesus spit in mud, rub it on a man's face, and heal him of his blindness. Philip saw Jesus raise a dead man who had been lying in a tomb for four days, a rotting corpse. Philip saw that. Philip had seen and heard everything that Jesus had said and done throughout his entire earthly ministry. And now, Philip, in his frustration, is asking Jesus, show me the Father, and then I will be satisfied. So what was Philip's problem? What was his issue? What was his deal? Philip didn't understand the reason, the purpose for all he had experienced with Jesus. He was staring his answer right in the face, and he didn't even know it because his focus was off. I can relate to Philip. I followed Jesus into this place called Asbury, a place that I love and is dear to my heart. I left my job, I left my home, I left my city, I relocated my family to come here full time. But I didn't know why I was coming here. I didn't know what my calling was, what my ministry was. But I figure I'm in seminary school, I'll get theologically educated. It's kind of what we do around here. Obtain some practical ministry skills to be employed wherever I find myself. And then... Eventually, my calling will have some clarity. I'll figure it out. All my experiences here will lead me to my calling. Well, it's not really a big deal, not knowing what you're doing here. If life as we know it on planet Earth with all its pains and difficulties and sufferings, you know what I am talking about, fill in the blank. Life Refuses to hit pause when you come to seminary school. 
And so not knowing what you're doing here can get burdensome, exhausting, because it feels like Jesus is speaking in riddles. He is playing games. He is unclear and convoluted. In my first semester, I took a class with a man by the name of Dr. Steve Harper. Some of you know him. Some of you know him very well, and you are friends with him. In my first week here, he made this statement. He said, your vocation is to belong to Jesus. That is your vocation. All the other callings in your life that will change, most likely. They're on the outside. They're on the periphery. I thought that statement was profound, but I didn't live it out because I was so focused on what my calling was, on what I was supposed to do, what my ministry would be. And like Philip, I didn't understand the reason, the purpose for all that I was experiencing here with Jesus. I was staring my answer right in the face, and I didn't even know it, because Jesus is my calling. Jesus, he is my calling. So I ask you, why are you here? To get theologically educated? Of course, it's an institution of higher learning. It's what we kind of do here. <laughs> to learn practical ministry skills. Come on, of course, you're a practical theologian. It's kind of what you do, Dr. Freimeyer. Maybe you're in your calling, in your ministry, and you came to tie up some loose ends, maybe learn some new techniques. Is there anything wrong with that? No, absolutely not. But I ask you, is that all? If it is, it will not satisfy you. Because when all is said and done and you graduate and you get to your ministry settings, maybe it's not what it's all cracked up to be because it's hard and it's painful on so many levels. Whoever has those experiences know what I'm talking about. Or maybe you graduate, you get those practical ministry skills. Maybe there's not much of an opportunity for you to even use them. You're not doing much counseling, maybe. Or you're struggling to get those hours to get licensed. Or maybe you go back to your ministry context with these new techniques, and maybe they're not working so well. Maybe the very people whom God has entrusted you with to love and care and serve and guide, teach, they don't like you. As a matter of fact, they can't stand you, so they slander you and sabotage you. They contact your superiors to have you removed, or if they have the ability, the authority, and the power, they kick you out themselves. Are you going to hang on to that calling? Are you going to hang on to the caller? So I ask you again, why are you here? I submit to you today, agree with me or disagree with me, your purpose, your reason for being here is to know God. Amen. To know him profoundly, intimately, and deeply. To know the Father as revealed in the face of Jesus Christ by the breath of the Spirit of God. That is why you are here. Amen. That is primary Everything else is secondary.
is everything else will burn away. In the buffet line of spiritualities that is ingrained in our cultural and world, what are we inviting this world into? What are we offering them? What makes us distinct? Eternal life, your faith in Jesus Christ. Good answer, Greg. You got an A. But how does the writer of John's gospel define eternal life? In the lips of our Lord Jesus Christ, in his prayer to the Father, in what we call the high priestly prayer. This is what he says, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one and only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That's eternal life. That's everlasting life, to know God. That's what we are inviting people into. And so while you are here, remember the focus. Your vocation belongs, excuse me, your vocation is to belong to Jesus. So come to know the one to whom you belong. Come to know the one who was eternally toward God from everlasting, the word made flesh, the one who dwelt among us, identified with our pain, our sin, our suffering. The one who went to the cross, suffered and died. The one who rose from the grave to liberate us from the power of sin and death. The one who breathed his Holy Spirit upon us the one who loved us to the end. Come to know him who is your calling. Come to know him as you have been known. 